0: Well, hello, and welcome to our first ever daily God conversation. And here's the idea behind everything that we're doing here. And it's simply that we can take a few minutes out of our day, 10 minutes or so, read a short passage of scripture with one another, and end it with maybe a question or two, a couple of promptings, so that we can have a daily God conversation today. Because if God is supposed to be the center of our life, the center of our world, then shouldn't God also be the center of our conversations today? And so the hope is that these are conversations you can start anywhere and everywhere, with your family, with your friends, coworkers, with believers and non-believers alike. The hope is that you can start a daily God conversation From the questions or prompts that we will end with today. So let's dive in. And where better to start this whole thing than in the book of Acts? Acts is a blast to read. It's full of action, it's full of uh, insanity, it's full of uh, just all kinds of really great and incredible things that happened between the time of Jesus and the time that the apostles were finally uh, gone for whatever reason. And so we're going to start right here in Acts 1.1, and we're just going through verse 6. So read with me. I am in the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. There's nothing special about it. It's just one that I've been reading lately. So uh, here we go. Let's dive in. Verse 1. I wrote the first narrative, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up, after he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After he had suffered, he also presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. Verse 4, while he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem but to wait for the Father's promise, which he said, you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. And there it is. So that's all we're going to look at today, but there's, you know, I don't know that I'm going to necessarily be able to come in and and enlighten in some you know astounding way in just a few short moments, but I do want to just take a few thoughts, uh, maybe lay a little bit of a foundation of what's happening here, who's writing, who he's writing to, and why, and what acts is all about. And then we will end it with just a few short questions. First and foremost, I think it's always important when we read something in the Bible, to know who is speaking who they are speaking to, and why. And in this case, it's Luke. And this is not his first writing. In fact, this is Luke's second writing to a person described as Theophilus. The first writing, of course, is what we know as the Gospel of Luke. And in the Gospel of Luke, Luke is taking the the life of Jesus on earth and just writing about the things that he did and said and everything that happened. In this second writing to Theophilus, Luke is hoping to give uh, the story, the narrative of what happens after Jesus leaves until the apostles are gone and everything that the Holy Spirit does in the name of Jesus. And that's essentially the whole purpose of this writing. And Theophilus, we don't know exactly who he is. Uh, Some say that he is a Roman officer of some type, uh, that he is a person with Roman or Greek influence, or maybe it's specifically a broader genre of believers outside of Jews, so it's really almost written to Gentiles all over. So we don't know exactly who it is, but we do know that Luke had a very specific audience in mind. And so here's what he kind of dives into. He talks about Jesus addressing his apostles, his disciples, and saying, that he is about to leave and he tells them to stay in Jerusalem and i think that's really important see a lot of the disciples peter among them they thought that jesus this coming messiah that it was all about restoring the throne of David. But they were thinking of this in a very physical and literal sense. So when Jesus claimed to be that Messiah, their thought was, and what they expected, was that Jesus was going to essentially overthrow the Roman government and reestablish himself on the throne as king. Now, that's not what the purpose was, but that's what they thought the purpose was. And when in reality, the whole idea was so much bigger and larger than that. It was something that they couldn't even comprehend that the the kingdom of God that Jesus kept talking about, that it was here and that it was here to stay in a spiritual sense, that he came not just to free Israel from the Romans, he came to free all of humankind from sin an oppression that is brought about by sin and that's what the whole idea was but the disciples couldn't see that so they're thinking they're like hey jesus like when are we going to do this like we got our swords we're ready to go let's start this thing let's overthrow the roman authorities let's do this let's put you on the physical throne of israel but jesus instead is about to ascend he's about to leave And he tells them that they will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in just a few days and tells them to stay and wait. It leads me to maybe two conversation starters for the day. So if the disciples' view of Jesus was narrow and short-sighted, is it possible that your view of Jesus is also narrow and short-sighted? And I'm just going to jump to kind of an answer. And that answer I think is yes. So specifically, how is your perspective and understanding putting God in a box? In what ways or what elements maybe are you looking at God in general and you have your own understandings, your own perspectives, your own whatever, and it's limiting God in your life or it's limiting your understanding of God. How are you putting God in a box? Thought number two, conversation starter number two. If Jesus tells his disciples to stay and wait in a culture of do more and try harder and keep going and don't stop, is it possible that you were trying to go and do when Jesus wants you to stay and wait? If so, what are some ways that you can stay and wait rather than go and do? What is God telling you to be patient on? Where is he saying stay and wait in your life? that maybe you're trying to push through. For me, I look at it as like, I often call it doors. And I will go and knock on a door and I will try and push that door down. And if that door doesn't open, then I figure God is keeping it closed for a reason and I'm going to move on to the next. But what I've realized in this approach is that it always involves me having to go do something rather than sitting and waiting when sometimes God just wants to bring something to me rather than me go and do something. So in quick review, conversation starter number one, how are you putting God in a box? Conversation starter number two, is God telling you to stay and wait in a specific place in your life? And Hey, that's it for today. Uh, Like I said, this is meant to be kind of short and sweet, but a God conversation starter for you today. And so however you listen to this, we are on, you know, this is on YouTube. Uh, It's also on podcasts, so you can watch it either way. It's also on our social media sites. So hop on, please remember, uh, like, comment, follow, subscribe, Whatever it is that you can do, because when you do that, number one, you can make sure you get this in your inbox or a notification every day when this comes out. But also, number two, so that it can help push out to others so that they can see it and they can be a part of this daily God conversation as well. We also like to take these daily God conversations and make them a weekly conversation conversation we have live and in person. And so I want to invite you, if you live anywhere near me, uh, I want to invite you to join us as we kind of review and recap these daily God conversations for the week and simply go in and have a conversation through them. If you do not live near me, then Have this conversation on your own. Feel free to start your own group. In fact, just message us on social media or email us or put it in the comment that you want to start something like this on your own. We have a few other materials that we kind of put out so that you can have that as uh, something that's available to you so you can have these weekly conversations as well. And we want to partner with you and help you through that. So Uh, If you have any questions, please just reach out to us and we will get back to you as quickly as we can. Thank you for joining me for today's Daily God Conversation. I hope that it sparks great conversation in your life today, even if it's just introspective. Uh, But of course, we want it to be more than just introspective so that others can be reached and have these conversations as well. So thanks again for listening. I love you. Uh, Take care. And God bless.